Hey, my whizzes. Thank you for tuning into episode 123 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. And this is the second episode of our 2022 goal setting mini series. In this five episode mini series, we're going to work together to set your business goals for this coming year. And we're going to make sure that you've got all the tools and the right mindset that you need in order to hit them. Last week, we covered our big why the whys of setting goals, why so many food founders skip this part, and why it has such a big impact on your business success. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend that you press pause right now and click on back to episode 122. It's short. It's about 10 minutes long, and it's going to set you up for success as you start into this mini-series. Today, we are going to turn towards setting your goals. I'm going to talk through my process of reverse engineering those goals. Now, just because you'll end today with your goals outlined doesn't mean the work is done. Keep on tuning into this mini series because next week we're going to talk about figuring out the strategy versus the tactics on implementing those goals. And later in December, we'll help you overcome all of those excuses that are bound to pop up as you set your business intentions, such as lack of time, lack of data to know if you're on the right track, and a whole bunch more. You will feel like you have a solid plan in place to help you hit the goals that you've outlined today and that you can make progress despite how busy you are by the end of this mini series. Finally, we're going to wrap up the month ensuring that you know how to track that progress and that you are able to create a habit to keep momentum up moving forward towards business success. All right, let's get right to it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. If you are a packaged food, beverage, or taxable grocery brand who finds value in this podcast, you've got to join us inside of Retail Ready for our fourth quarter cohort before we increase our price in January. It is time for you to take the leap and join our course, our coaching, and our community. It is time to work on your business with our support so you can be ready to pitch to new wholesale accounts and land on more shelves in January. January is when wholesale buyers get past the holidays and start to consider new products for their shelves. Don't have time to work on your business during this busy period? I get it. I mean, if I'm being honest, there's never a great time to press pause, to catch your breath, and to make some changes. You have got to make the time to do it. The first step is to click through to the masterclass linked in our show notes and find the time to learn more about our philosophy on growing packaged products businesses and about retail ready. We can't wait to support you inside our program. All right, my whizzes, short and sweet is the objective with this goal setting mini series. So let's get right into it. I'm going to outline how to reverse engineer your goals. And remember, you can listen to this podcast all day long, but until you put in the work, you're not going to see success. I would love for you to commit a time that you're going to do this goal work, commit to it this week. So find 30 minutes in your calendar that you can put this lesson into action. This work isn't the type of work that you can just do in your head. 
it has to be written down. So I invite you to listen to this podcast episode while you're sitting down with a pen and a paper in hand. This is going to be the longest episode in our mini series, and it's crucial for the rest of this goal setting work this month. So don't skip out on this one. The process of reverse engineering your goals is just that. We start with the end goal in mind, and then we outline how you're going to achieve it. I know it sounds simple and straightforward, but I have to tell you, I have seen hundreds of retail ready students set goals over the past couple of years. And the ones who use this process are the ones who actually hit their goals. The ones who just set a loose goal say, increase sales this quarter or do better at social media, (laughs) but then never define the specific goal or worked on the how of the goal are the ones who felt overwhelmed or scattered or like they're just winging it. So let me show you an example of what not to do as you're setting goals, because you might relate to this. I see this a lot in public foodpreneur Facebook groups or public Slack channels. And the mistake looks like this. Food founders will post things to the public Like, I want to hire a PR firm. Anybody have a recommendation for me? Or who knows a great refrigerated distributor in the Pacific Northwest? So if a retail ready student came to me with a question like that, I would dig deeper. Say they ask, Allie, who do you recommend as a refrigerated distributor in the Pacific Northwest? Before I give them my recommendations, I would turn it back on them and I would ask them why they want a distributor in the PAC Northwest in the first place. The student then might respond naturally, Allie, it's because I want to get on more retail shelves. And I would continue to dig a little deeper. I would ask, okay, like, why do you, why do you want to get on more shelves? Here, the conversation might lead to the student saying they want higher sales, they want to increase revenue or margin, or they want the freedom of not having to do direct deliveries to stores every single week. Those are all great things to want as a business owner. But if those are the desired outcomes, then we would want to make sure that looking for a distributor is the right goal that is going to lead to those outcomes. We continue the conversation, breaking down each of those whys and seeing if hiring a distributor is the solution for them. So let's see, they said that they want to get on more retail shelves. Is the distributor going to solve this? Quite frankly, no, that is a rookie mistake. Distributors may promise you the sun and the moon, but they typically do not act as salespeople for you. They distribute your product, not sell your product. Next, the student said that they wanted a distributor so they can have higher sales. Okay, but again, if that distributor isn't your sales rep, why would this help you get higher sales? What else could you do that has a more direct impact on increasing sales. It seems like this is a sales and marketing challenge, not a distribution challenge. The student then said they wanted to increase revenue or margin. Again, great goal, good intention here, but this is a financial goal. And we all know that adding in distribution is something that typically takes away from your margin, not adds to it. And then finally, that student said that they wanted to not do direct deliveries week in and week out. I mean, yes, great. This one is tied to hiring a distributor. But again, I want to be open to asking what else might work for you here. Have you run the numbers and concluded that it's better to hire a distributor than it is to hire a driver for one day a week? 
Have you done the financial projections to determine if you can afford a distributor? So do you guys see what I'm doing here? In this example, I want you to realize how important it is to ask yourself the why of making these business moves, those business goals, whether it's picking up distribution or doing a website redesign or registering for a trade show, you have got to know the why behind it and whether or not it's the right goal for your business right now. So what went wrong here? In that student's mind, they took the leap from I need more sales to I have to get a distribution partner without reverse engineering their goals. The students skipped a few important key steps with one of the big ones being that they mistook that end result of getting distribution as the goal when truly it's just a tactic to hit their ultimate goal of increasing sales. So next week, we're going to talk more about those tactics, but right now I'm going to show you what to do instead. Instead of leaping right to get distribution, we're going to use the process of reverse engineering our goals in order to hit them. So before I outline the steps, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. We are back and let's talk about what you do instead. So now here is where I want you to grab a piece of paper and make sure, make sure this is your warning. This is where you do the work. If you are out on a walk, if you are in the middle of a production shift, if you are washing dishes, press pause and come back to this. So I want you to take out a piece of paper and write down two to five, half a dozen, who cares, goals for the next quarter for Q1 2022, or whenever you're listening to this podcast for the next quarter. And you heard me right. We are not planning all of the year. It's too long. If we learned anything between 2020 and 2021, it's that things can shift very quickly and we want to stay nimble. So I think quarterly goals for a young brand is a very doable timeframe. Right now, Anything goes with your big goals, as long as they're only one sentence long and that they get you fired up. We're not going to assign numbers to them yet. We're not going to use that smart goal framework that we teach inside of Retail Ready. We're not going to stress about how we're going to get there. We are just in the brainstorming phase. So you might write down something like, increase my wholesale accounts this quarter, or increase my revenue, or launch new products. And or hire a PR firm, right? There are many, many things that you could put as your brainstormed big goals. Once you have that list, I want you to channel your inner alley. That's me, obviously. And under each goal that you have outlined, I want you to list out your two to three whys of each goal. Remember, just like I did in the example before the break. So if you remember how we did it, again, say you've got this goal of hiring a PR firm. I want you to bullet point out your whys underneath it. It might be to increase sales in local brick and mortar accounts, or to increase your direct-to-consumer subscription sales, or to use that press to capture wholesale buyers' attention. All of these things are key to know as you think about your original goal of hiring a PR firm. So do not skip this step. So now we have a list of that half a dozen or so goals. And underneath those goals, we have two to three bullet points of why underneath them. So what comes next? 
we assign measurable numbers to each of these Y outcomes. Again, how are we going to know if we are hitting our goals unless we can measure them? Now, this is likely where your inner critic or saboteur comes up telling you that you don't have any idea how to pull these numbers and put, put metrics next to the whys. And again, I'm going to remind you that the numbers at this stage don't actually matter. So remember from last week's episode, episode 122, it's more about the growth that happens along the way than hitting the end goal itself. So right now you can give the best number estimates that you've got, and we will track and measure along the way to see how you're doing. So when you put a number alongside each of your why, your list now looks like this. You've got your goal and your two to three measurable whys underneath. So using our example, that high-level goal was hire a PR firm. And the why was increase sales in the Pacific Northwest region by 10%. Or a why might be get mentioned in three major media outlets in 2022. So does that make sense, you guys? You will likely have some aha moments as you do this work, and you'll realize that your goals might not actually make sense for what you accomplish, want to accomplish this coming quarter. You might find that the big whys that you list out under those brainstorm goals are actually the goals itself. And I want to give you permission here to shift things around. So it is actually great to have this realization early on. It's so much better to realize now so that you can adjust your goals rather than six months from now after you've been spinning your wheels and you're not making any progress. So there you have it, my whizzes. By the end of this episode, (laughs) you should have your goals written out and your measurable whys bullet bullet pointed underneath each one. So next week, we're going to dive into the tactics of each goal, and I'm going to teach you my method for figuring out what to do step-by-step to actually hit those goals. So for now, just make sure that you've written down these goals and the measurable whys and come and share them with me in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group or in my Instagram DMs. I'll give them a once over and I'll ensure that you are on the right track. Again, find those links in the show notes and let me know how it's going for you. From here, I will be back next week with our third episode out of the five episode mini series. We're going to talk strategies versus tactics. I'll see you soon. I don't like scare tactics as a way to make sales, but I do want to be loud and clear on two things. First, the price of retail ready is increasing in January. We haven't done a price increase since 2018, and it is time. Secondly, I want to ask you if you are prepared to pitch to wholesale buyers come January, once we are past the holidays and they are ready to do category reviews and assess new products for their shelves. It takes some time to get your pitch organized from redoing your sell sheet to dialing in your price list, to sorting out your promotional plan, to drafting and finalizing your sales pipeline. It's not something that you want to wing on January 1st. You don't have time for that. And that is why we created Retail Ready to give you the brains of the buyer and all the tools, the coaching and the curriculum and the community that will help you feel confident in your pitches, help you land on more shelves and help you have a reorder process for increasing sales once you're there. We have supported well over 1000 brands inside of Retail Ready and we are ready to help you. 
Like I said, watch our free masterclass as the first step and check out the full course outline, both linked in our show notes. We'll see you soon inside of Retail Ready. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.